Hey friends and fellow readers, welcome to another episode of Athens Booked Podcast, where I sit down every week and chat with bookstagrammers, readers, and indie authors about all things, you guessed it, books. Thank you so much for joining me for my very first podcast episode. I am truly so nervous, but so excited to be doing this with you. And I knew that for this very first episode, I had to bring on my friend Kristen. She actually is a fellow bookstagrammer, and that is how we originally connected. But now I would genuinely just consider her one of my closest friends. You know, we end up talking every day about life in general, and then, of course, also about books. But this podcast would not exist without her. She was just the ultimate hype girl in my corner encouraging me to just go for it. And here we are. So we did sit down to talk about one of our very favorite book series, Love Light Farms by B.K. Borson. But I will say towards the end, things got maybe a little chaotic and we ended up talking about just books and bookstagram in general. But I am so excited for her to be my very first guest, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello. Oh, hey. (laughs) Oh, hey. Well, this is my very first podcast episode, and it had to be with Kristen because this podcast would not exist without her. (laughs) I mean, my website wouldn't exist without you, so. Thank you, Internet. We're for bringing us together. Um, So yeah, so my very first podcast episode with my very good friend, Kristen, who is like the biggest hype girl on the planet. And we made, I made this podcast partly because of her. And so she's my first guest and we are going to talk about the series Love Light Farms by BK Borson, because that is also, I feel like one of the first things that brought us together is that I think so. True, that we kind of talked about, like, in DMs. I think so, yeah. I kind of think it might be. Yeah, because we read it around the same time. I think we started in the weeds at the same time, and you, like normal, just read it way faster than me. (laughs) I think that, I mean, if it wasn't what we first connected over, it was definitely, like, one of the first couple things we connected over, and then it just, like, went from there. For sure. So, we will be talking about Love Light Farms. There will be spoilers because we decided we can't have an honest conversation without spoiling it. <laughs> so there will be spoilers for all of you. If you have not read it, definitely put this one on pause um, and come back after you've read it because we have a lot of things to say. We might be here a while. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we might be. We might be. But I wanted to introduce you just a little bit in case no one follows you on Instagram. If you don't, you should. Um, but when did you start Bookstagram? Cause I kind of think we started around the same time. It was like the first couple days of April. Okay. Yeah. So Which, I, I, the same time. I started in February, but I didn't get yeah. serious about it. I think until March or April where I was just a lot more like consistent actually yeah. of like getting on and enjoying it. <laughs> Yeah. But okay, so yeah, so we're do it. So just to to let everybody know, what are like some of your favorite genres or tropes that you read the most or that you enjoy the most? Um is contemporary fiction technically a genre? I think that's a genre. I think I don't know. I think contemporary so. Contemporary fiction, romance, rom-coms, young adult, mystery thriller. She 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 actually reads it all. <laughs> I mean, I don't read all of it, but like those ones, yes. Those ones, yes. And what are three books that you would always recommend to anybody? That's cruel. That one's hard. Um, I know. How about how about three from this year, maybe, if that helps. That helps. I feel like it's hard because like two of mine are like in a series mm-hmm. and you need to read them in order. So you're welcome for the That's extra fair. book. Yeah, that's what I I figured out that my tagline should just did I tell you this already? My tagline should just be yeah, your TBR is gonna hate me. Like that's the whole point of this podcast. Um, definitely in the weeds, which we're gonna talk about, Mm -hmm. which is the second book in a trilogy, and then 
With You Forever by Chloe Leese, which is the fourth book in the Bergman Brothers series. And then oh, Funny Feelings by Tara oh, DeWitt yes. or All Roads Lead Here by Mariana Zapata. Those are so I good. I could give like a top. <laughs> She's like, wait, let's do a top. top. <laughs> wait, why three? <laughs> No, those are all so good. I I haven't gotten to book four of Bergman Brothers series yet, but I stand by Funny Feelings and All Roads Lead Here and In the Weeds, which we're about to talk to. So let's just jump in. Love Light Farm series. There's three books right now. Fourth book coming out in 2023. We have to wait a whole year, which is just going to be tough, but worth it. And Bex needs a break. Like she put she does. out three books yes. between November and now. Which yeah, is so like talk, talk about Superwoman, okay? <laughs> and she so this is um, an indie published series. So she published three books within less than twelve months, which is just yes. insane we, when you think we about have it. A toddler at home. Yeah, or maybe not even a toddler. I'm trying to remember how old her kiddo is. Like for sure, less than two. Yeah, and. And it, they're not just any books, okay, right? They're, no, they're not. phenomenal books. They are masterpieces. Like, I, I feel weird saying that I love them so much, though. <laughs> like, obsessed. Well, also just, like, the brilliance that Bex has in, like, they're, one, they're interconnected. Yeah. So, like, you have to keep track of so many different things because, like, each oh my book gosh, is yeah. a different co-owner of the farm. And then, not only that, they're, like, seasonal. So, like, yes. each book, it's, like, the first book is more, like, a winter-themed. The second mm-hmm. book is more spring. The third book is more summer. And then the fourth book that comes out next year is more, like, fall. So, she yeah. has, like, all this intentionality. <laughs> You're so right. Anyway, it's actually... Like, she's brilliant. <laughs> she's actually a genius. Like... Really? <laughs> <laughs> that is that is true. I didn't think about having to keep track of all those details, but yeah. Well, and then because they're interconnected, I feel like there's so many more details you have to keep track of because you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to say all these things. And you're like, no, I actually have to like go back and look at like previous books to be like, wait, did yeah. this happen the way I'm saying it happens? And yeah. like there's so many things you have to keep track of. Well, and it's a small town too, yeah. but but there's so many characters like throughout each of the three books that are very involved. Do you know what I mean? Like that with the, yeah, there's, yeah. so the phone tree. Oh my gosh. Like the phone tree is brilliant. And, like, sometimes, yes. The town meetings. Oh my gosh. No, there was a couple times. I feel like probably more so in the first two where I was like, wait, who was that again? Like when they talk about the firemen and, and then like, yeah. Yeah, so there was even a couple times where I was like, wait. <laughs> but there, I feel like that's by just. The time you get to book two, though, you kind of like know who's who. Because yeah. there's like the sheriff, and then like I feel like there's like certain people she consistently talks about. Yes, like absolutely. The sheriff, and then like the pizza place owner, and yes. Miss Beatriz. And B. I'm trying to remember. I feel like there's like yeah. one other one. There, there... Yeah, there's the florist. Oh, the florist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm blanking on her yeah, name, but yeah. Me too. Like, I just love, I love, like, the more, like, Gilmore Girls, small town, town meetings, like, the vibes are, like, everybody knows everybody's business because there's a phone tree, which basically is, like, a gossip line. Yes, it it is. That's all that it is, too. Like, oh, here's an emergency. It's like, oh, I saw so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, that gets passed throughout the whole town. And so everybody knows everybody's business. Yes. And, okay. And so this, so it's small town, definitely Gilmore Girls vibes, and it there's a Christmas tree farm, which is the obviously the biggest part of like book one, but it's also like 45 minutes away from the coast, which mm-hmm. finally in book three like hit me because they spend a little bit more time there, you know, and I'm like, this is literally my idea of heaven. Like this <laughs> small town where you can have the coziest like cabin, like with the springtime, mm-hmm. you know, with the seasons. And then you can go like to this bakehouse in the middle of a Christmas tree farm. And then, yeah. and then the next day you can drive to the beach. Like I was like, no, wait, <laughs> I need this to be a real place. Well, I mean, it's also like 
a farm. At least by, I feel like, book two. They, like, talk more about, like, growing other things. So, yes. Like, supplement, like, they do, like, pumpkins. And Absolutely. Produce. All the random produce. Yes. The bell Beckett. peppers. <laughs> Beckett. <sighs> okay. So, yeah. So, let's talk about the Love Light men because they're the true heroes of the series I feel like I mean the women are amazing they're incredible but the men are just on another level yeah they really are I feel very confident in saying that I would die for Beckett Porter I know like even just his fictional self like even though he's not real I mean, I'm a sucker for a grumpy main male character. They're the best. And Becca is a total grump. He is such a grump, but he, ugh. He's an inner <laughs> softie. He really is. I would just like to point out that my explore feed on Instagram now oh my gosh, is yeah. constantly videos of ducks. Because I reshared, okay, it's Obviously, yeah. if you're still listening and are okay with spoilers, you've read the books, like, you know Beckett and his, like, love for rescue animals. Yes. And Otis the duck. And then in book three, you, like, learn there's another duck. And I sent one I sent one video to a group chat that we read Love Light together. Mm-hmm. And then we read it in the weeds together. And then we read Mixed Signals together. I sent one, maybe I sent two videos. So I had to, like, go yeah. refine the videos, sent them to our group. And now my explore feed, the video like spots are ducks every single time. Just ducks. But the one that you sent of them swimming in the watermelon rinds, I about passed out. It was so cute. And I could, I could just see Beckett doing it. So yeah, thank you, Beckett, for all of the duck videos in real life. Seriously, though, like there's one, the watermelon where they've like carved part of the watermelon out and they're just like swimming in it. That one. Yeah. I could totally see Beckett growing watermelon just to do that. Yes. That like, is. He would totally do that. Absolutely. That is quintessentially Beckett. He would do anything yeah. for these sweet little animals. Layla's saying that he, she thinks that he makes the cow like little flower crowns. Oh, I could totally see that. I could see it. Or his whole, well, Evie said we can't have chickens, so I'm going to build a chicken coop behind the bakehouse where it's not, like, right by our house. Yes. So I can have chickens. Yeah, like, they're technically not mine. And that he, he, the fact that he had already named the chicken. <laughs> yeah. It's very Beckett. It is very Beckett. He is perfect. He is a character that we must protect at all costs. Always. I think everyone can agree to that, even if he doesn't rank as their as their number one. Yeah. I feel like Luca, actually, I feel like, I know I can rank them, like Beckett, Caleb, Luca. Mm-hmm. I feel like Luca ha- would have had more potential to be higher if book one had been dual perspective. I agree. Because I, lo- I love all three of them. But I don't get Luca's headspace in the first book because it was still solo perspective. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I think that changes things as well. Because we see his, like, love for for Stella through his actions, like, from her perspective. But, yeah, we don't actually get to see him, like, we don't get to see his obsession or, like, yeah, I think I'm with you. I think that could could change you things. definitely see it from her perspective. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the little can. Christmas tree air fresheners that he leaves every the time. The Christmas tree like, air fresheners. So- I'm so glad she put that on the new cover because it definitely needed to be there. Yes, it's because it's such a part of the book. Yeah. And, but I don't know though, because Caleb is something else. I still, I genuinely think even with Lucas' perspective, he would probably still be third for me because, like you said, like Caleb is. Caleb is Caleb. Like, I love him so He much. just has such a good heart. Like, his intentions are always so good, but mm-hmm. he's kind of goofy. and he's so goofy. Like, but then he's got something, something in the bedroom. <laughs> like, I don't know. That, whew. Seriously. 
I love the group chat for that because somebody would say where they were at and we're like, no, 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 you just need to get to this chat. Okay, and I I think I forgot to say it in the group chat because what is it chapter 16 that gets I think so. I think yes. so. I, I'm not I remember twelve, yeah, because I remember what the end of twelve is where like I remember telling me like Athen, no, you have to get to twelve before you go to bed. Yes, you should tell me that. It is, yeah. It's 16. Okay. Well, there was another chapter after that that was like even like the next level. And I was like, okay, well, everyone's talking about chapter 16, but what the heck is no one talking about this chapter for? Because we needed people to get to 16. It was like yeah. you and I think one, or, one other person that you were like far enough behind that were like, no, you, you need to get to 16. Yeah. Well, six chapter 16 <laughs> will not let you down. It, yeah. Whew. yeah. Chapter 12 doesn't either. No, like, no, no. Chapter 12. First kiss in any book, like mixed signals, best first kissing I've ever read. Literally. It is, oh my gosh. It just brings back like one of the classic rom-com like movies or like TV series, you know, like back yeah. in the day, like that. Someone had been, there was, they were selling um, like like art that you like on Etsy or on their website Ooh. that you could like print and like frame or whatever. And it was just like quotes, but one of them said, like, no one just declares their feelings in the rain anymore. And Bex was like, hold my beer. <laughs> like, <laughs> she said, you know what? You're right. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. It that was <laughs> Well and then his like whole like oh, I can't remember what he said something about like she made a comment or something about like, well, you haven't done anything, you haven't kissed me, or whatever she says, like in a like a couple chapters before. Yeah. And he was like, no, like I'm gonna make it memorable. And he has like this whole speech he gives. Yes. And then like nothing happens, and then you get to the end of that chapter, and it's like, okay, Caleb. The tension, yes. And then honestly, like there are conversations about okay, okay. Uh, let me preface this to tell everyone that you have not read Akatar. I'm not. Which is fine. I'm sorry. Fantasy is just not. No, no, I understand. It, I, I truly do. But I have. Okay. And A Court of Mist and Fury is phenomenal. It is one of my favorite books now of all time. It was one of the first ones that I read because of Bookstagram, because everyone was freaking out over the series. And with the first book, I didn't really get it. But with the second book, I totally did. So anyways, you find out in the second book about this. Um, he basically he told the, the uh, main character, I've been looking for you. And you just you find out what that means in the second book. Okay. It changes everything. And so their whole thing of like, let's like, let's talk about our arrangement or however, like that. What did they, what is, do you remember like the exact? Or Caleb and Layla. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Maybe we should negotiate our arrangement or I don't know, but whatever they, whatever they say that it was just giving me those, like, I've been looking for you vibes. And I was like, especially at like the end in the epilogue. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love when authors have the ability to like pull something like the whole, like, let's talk about our arrangement. However, he does word it. And then it like comes back later in the book. Mm -hmm. Like it just works when you can like use that repetition. And it's like, whatever is said is like meaningful. Like I've seen it done in other books. Yeah. And when you can like use the repetition, it's so good. It's so good. It hits different. Like mm-hmm. it really drives it home. Gosh, it's so good. And just Beck's writing is I feel it's all the imagery. Like yes. you can see it. Like I feel like when I read the books, I'm like on the farm walking around with the characters. Like you can see everything in your head. Yes, the imagery and and then there's something in the imagery that it's so special. It's like just Constantly, I feel like pointing out like the little things that in our normal everyday lives, like we don't think about. Yeah, it's just so special. I I don't know. I swear. I listen. I I'm a crier. Like more so though in books, like than in movies and things like that. 
so like the sad things like get me like I'll cry but mm-hmm. in all three of Beck's books I've cried happy tears right I've gotten emotional but I don't know if I've actually cried like and I'm not and I don't mean like cry cry like it's not like yeah, yeah. obviously the same but like there's been legit like tears welling up and I mm-hmm. feel like but I feel like it's because like you said like I can see myself like they're in it with them because the imagery is just so well done well like you feel like you're right there and then you almost like like I feel like it's weird to say but I feel like you almost become like really good friends with the characters because you feel like you're there while you're reading yeah and so I think that was one of the biggest reasons that I especially love book three because I feel like all the other characters like Stella and Luca were in it and Beckett and Evie and like you got to see how things were going for them and like what was going on and you got to see like Beckett being a total grump because Evie was on a business trip and then she comes back and he's totally happy like you got to see them like post their own book and just like with old friends and then like meet Caleb and yeah like you just feel like you're right there with them. And like I feel like there are not a lot of authors that can pull that off like yeah. to the degree that Bex has in every single book. No, I totally agree. Yeah, no, there was something special about mixed signals in the fact that we did get to like truly see them more like living like everyday lives versus like being like kind of caught up in yeah. their whirlwind of like romance and mm-hmm. fake dating and like all that. So I agree with you that it was just, it was so well done and getting to see all of them like interact together was just, I love it so much. It was so cute. And then yes, of course, Beckett being grumpy is the best. I love it. Also, can we talk about the scene where they're in the bakehouse and Beckett and Evie come in, and then I think Stella and Luca follow, and it's the whole, like, security camera thing. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. I died. I was laughing so hard. So, yeah. So, this is happens in Mixed Signals, and... <laughs> I can't remember the exact conversation of, like, what starts it, but something is said about, like, oh, it was seen on the cameras again. And Evie is like, oh my gosh, there's cameras. Yeah, like out in the field. Beckett just makes like a total nonchalant, like not at our place. (laughs) He's like, but don't worry about anywhere else. We may have gotten a little frisky. (laughs) And then Luca makes the comment of like, that's, what is it? Like, that's their thing to like go do things all over the property. Yes. Yes, that like get that like banter, and like you can tell that they're like genuinely all good friends, and like yes, they know each other super well. They take care of each other. They also give each other a lot of crap. Oh yes, I love it. It's just it's so good. No, that they their friend group is like so good. I hope we get to see more of it in Charlie's book too. I think we will because he's there so much. Yeah, I feel like he has to move there, don't you? Like at like at some point in book four, have they? I'm trying to remember. Has she ever directly said where he lives? I think he lives in New York. Okay, I don't know how far it is from New York to the farm. I don't know. I feel like it's a couple of hours because isn't that where where Luca was lived before, like in book one? So I really think here's the thing that throws me off. I live on the West Coast. There are only three states on the entire West Coast. (laughs) <laughs> because freaking California. <laughs> because, well, yeah, California is gigantic, like, vertical-wise. But, like, from the bottom of Oregon to the top of Oregon is four, four and a half, five hours. And it's the same thing for Washington. Like, I'm at the very top, just under the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. But then you have the East Coast that has, like, 50 bajillion states on the coast. Yeah. Especially the little ones up top. Yeah, I have no comprehension. Like, to me, when somebody says, like, New York and Maryland, I'm like, oh, that's, like, 12 hours. Because to me, they like, I have a lot of knowledge in geography. Like, I understand that there are a lot of states and they're much smaller. Yeah. But I don't have the comprehension of, like, oh, New York to Maryland is only a couple hours. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't compute in my head because of how the West Coast is. Right, because you're like, no, that's, like, really, <laughs> that's, like, a full state apart. No, 
<laughs> like that's a whole state. That's a whole this. Because there's only three states on the West Coast. Yeah. No, that's we funny. Have, like no comprehension of like, oh yeah, New York to Maryland or New York to the farm or whatever is only a couple hours. Yeah. Like that blows my mind because to me there's so many states in between them. Yep. And I'm like, logically, it should be like eight to 10 to 12 hours because that's what I know on the West Coast. Yeah, no, that's funny. I mean, I could be wrong. It could be longer than that, but that's what I remember. Yeah, I want to say it's not that far because in book one, Luca and Stella, there was like, didn't Luca move or like accept a job like in Delaware? Like over the border somewhere and it was like way less time. Yeah, and he would, but he was still there a lot, though. So I mean, he still made the trip quite a bit. So it couldn't have been too terribly far. No, but I want to. Yeah, I want to say he does live in New York. But I feel like for him and Nova's book to work, I mean, they could do long distance. But I feel like he it would could. make more sense. And he's already there so much. He's there so much. Like he was there for Caleb's brother's birthday dinner. Like, that's how book three starts. Oh, I love it. Like, he's so tight with everybody. He's, like, on the phone tree for a town he does not live in. Yes. He knows things before Stella does. Like, I feel like it makes sense for him to move there in some capacity. I agree with you. I feel like it's going to be almost, like, found family, kind of. Yeah, I I also feel like, because isn't there a scene in one of the books, maybe it's in the weeds, but isn't there a scene where he's like texting Nova about a tattoo? Yes, I just can't remember what book specifically because I have always read them like back to back. Yeah, but there is—it's a scorpion on his butt, <laughs> yes. and Beckett makes a comment of like, "Well, why are you texting Charlie?" And she's like, "Well, he's texting me." Yes, and he's like, "About what?" And she was like, "He wants a tattoo." So like, I'm, there's been I'm all hoping. these little interactions between yes. them and then like Nova being in the books and then him being in the books. And so like there's already kind of the buildup for that. Yeah, which maybe there'll be like some texting like things. I don't know. But there's a comment made in Mixed Signals where he, I don't remember if he tells Luca or Beckett or Caleb that like Nova won't give him like the time of day at all. I feel like it's going to be a he falls first or he's already. It might take the cake. I don't know. It's going to, it's going to have a lot of good elements in it. I'm, I'm very excited, but going back to Luca too, of him, like accepting that job, that's, that was closer and everything. And I loved all of the, um, all of the conversations of like him not moving in with Stella into like her, cause she has the smaller cabin, you know, until like she adds on or whatever. So anyways, I liked in mixed signals when they've like just kind of threw in the fact that she had added on a whole like room to her house so that, <laughs> so that Luca could have his space. Her house is like a disaster. Yeah. And it drives Luca crazy because he is like neat and clean and organized. Like I remember in their book that like her office mm-hmm. drove him nuts mm-hmm. because like paperwork was everywhere. Yeah. I feel like on my reread, so I'm going to reread Love Light Farms in December. Oh, I want to read it with you. Yeah, let's do it. I, I want all the cozy vibes. I want my Christmas tree on. I want my I want the physical book with the new cover. Like, I want the whole thing. Um, but I just feel like I'm going to relate to Stella a lot more than I feel like in the first the first time I read it, I was just so blown away by, like, the writing and, like, the story mm-hmm. and everything. And then I feel like with my reread, I'm going to be like, no, Stella is me. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm there. I understand. Can you talk about the relatability? Yes. Because I feel like we talked about it a little bit in our, like, group chat when we, like, all read it of how I feel like, because In the Weeds is my favorite book, but, like, Mm -hmm. female main character, Evie, is the one that's hardest for me to relate to. Like, I much more relate to Stella and Layla. Yes. And not as much Evie. I totally, I totally agree with you. I feel like in the weeds, I related to like the sentiment and I definitely related to Evie's feeling of like burnout, like with her work. Like I struggled with that a lot. So like that part of her I did, but yeah, I do feel like she's just a lot more like put together, maybe like more, I don't know, fancy or something. (laughs) 
A little, yeah, I could see that. I don't know, but Layla and Stella are much more like chill. Yes. Like go with the flow. Yeah, like they would be very easy to get along with in real life, I feel like. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Evie might take a look a little bit more work to like get to a place where you like feel comfortable having conversations with her. Because like she's traveled so much and she's like done all these things and Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it would be easier to sit down with like Layla or Stella. I totally agree with, with you. Evie. But I also feel like it would still be easy to be friends with her. Well, right, because I mean she's like super sweet and nice and pretty down to earth, you know, even though she has had this whirlwind life of traveling and, Mm -hmm. and all of that. So I agree with you. I mean, she would be nice, but maybe more intimidating, like to get to know versus like, versus Layla or Stella who just seem like, like you said, yeah, go with the flow, easygoing and like, I feel like it would just be so normal to, like, walk into, like, the bakehouse or, like, Stella's office and just, like, sit down and have a conversation. Yes. Ugh. Whereas with Evie, it would be, like, a little more, like, I feel like it would be harder to, yeah. like, initially build that, like, friendship to where then it feels comfortable. No, yeah, I agree with you. Totally. Oh, man. I'm bummed that that can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> In real life, really? Yeah. I want to go to a... Uh, do you bake? No, it's hard. The whole, like, baking for one person, cooking for one person. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It is really hard. I want to be. Me too. But then it comes to the time to, like, actually cook something, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> I hate cooking. Like, I I want to be that person that loves it. Yeah. And I know a lot of it is the ADHD. Like, I really am just, like... I want the easiest meal possible and I really don't spend any time in the kitchen. That's fair. But I will happily eat a more complicated meal if I don't have to be the one in the kitchen. Yes. Well, I'm going to try. So my um, boss last year made these pumpkin snickerdoodle cookies. They're so flipping good. And I, so we, anyways, we all asked her for the recipe and she's like, I just found one on Pinterest. So I'm going to try this year. We shall see. I, I, I'm no Layla, but <laughs> it'll be my, my ode to her this fall. <laughs> like <laughs> My attempt at baking. I love how many times Bex posted something where like somebody had baked and said something about Layla. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like too, like one of the magical kind of parts of her books is like is the relatability and the fact that like they just kind of stick with you and so I do think of the care like those characters or like her books a lot like just in everyday life like if I'm baking now I'm totally thinking of her or like people keep posting about wearing orange on Tuesdays like for Layla and so like now I think of that on Tuesdays or like at Christmas, I'm totally going to think of, like, Luke and Stella. So, I don't know. It's just when I water my plants, I think of Beckett. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, mind-blowing to me how books and characters, like, stick in your head. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there are other, like, not just Love Light, but there are, like, other books where I'm like, wow, I think about this book on, like, a daily or almost daily basis. Yeah. Because they just stick with you. Like, characters stick with you. Plots stick with you. What happens in the book sticks with you. Yeah. And it's just mind-blowing. It is. It's crazy. But I also feel like I pay attention to that more since being on Bookstagram and, like, actually Mm -hmm. writing reviews. Because before, I would just go from one to the other. And, like, it was just a ton of Kindle Unlimited. Like, I don't know. I cycle through, like, mafia romance or motor motorcycle club romance like you know what I mean like or sports romance so I just would kind of like cycle through them um but now I guess maybe I read with a little more like intention since I Mm -hmm. am going to be writing reviews and stuff but I also am reading books that I don't know that I normally would have even found like unless bookstagram was a thing which is crazy and cool I I find it really fascinating because I, like, I've been an avid reader since I was little, Mm -hmm. but for years, like, until really 2020, like, I was an avid rereader. 
Uh-huh. Like I had the books that I I knew I loved and like that's what I would reread. Yep. Like I reread Percy Jackson once or twice a year, mm-hmm. Harry Potter before the author went crazy. Like yeah. I had these like books that I always reread and I love them. And like, yes, I know that's still reading, but it like didn't click to me somehow that like there are so many other books that could be reading. Yeah. And then I had like before I made a bookstagram account, I had followed different people, like their book accounts. For probably two years. Wow. Before I actually was like, I should make an account. Yes. <laughs> and like that, you know, the place to talk about like just books. And 2020 happened and like early in 2020, probably maybe right after COVID started. I don't remember. But I was just like, no, like this year, my only goal, because I stopped setting number goals. Yeah. My only goal was to read, was to read more new to me books than rereads. Like, that's been my goal every year since. But, like, Bookstagram has been, like, the biggest place for me to do that. Because it's, like, yeah. everything's posting reviews and reels and, like, all the different things. And I'm, like, ooh, I want to read that book. Oh, I trust that person's opinion. Like, yeah. I've found so many authors and mm-hmm. books. And it's just, like, how did I not know this was a thing before? Like, I've been a reader for forever. I love the library. Like, why did I not ever start picking up new books? No, that is how I felt. Like, so I actually found Book Talk before Bookstagram and kind of mm-hmm. found Bookstagram from that. Um, and I, it was just this, I, I'm sure almost everyone says it, but it was just that thought of like, how in the heck did I not know that this existed when, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm su- like, we're such avid readers. And like, I don't know about you, but not a ton of people in my real life are as big of readers as me. And so, I mean, like for literally all these years, I was just reading and reading and reading and like had nobody to talk to books about, but never, but I never like really thought anything of it until now where I don't know. I also like, so there's book talk and people and, but then they're also like talking about like smutty books which mm-hmm. like for me, I'm in a small town, like nobody I know really is just a huge avid reader. And so I'm just over here in the corner with like my smut, like nobody asked me what I'm reading. And now it, I don't know, it was just this whole revelation of like, wait, there's actually like thousands of other people out in the world that like the same books that I do. <laughs> like it was this, right? I was mind blown. And then finally it clicked like, wait, people are actually sharing and like care about this stuff. Like I can do that too. <laughs> I like, I remember asking, cause it was right after I moved in my, into my new apartment. Like we moved in, in, I guess we moved in in early February. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking like two of my friends that like, I found them because of following like their book accounts from my like normal account that I like don't really use now. Yeah. And then I finally was like, I want to make a book account. And like, there are two people that I like text and like, they're not just on Instagram. And I was like, I want to make one. And they were like, just do it. And I was like, but like, there are so many other accounts. Like, why, why do I need to do it? And they like, like, no, like you need to. And I was like, okay, I'm doing it. And it was just like this whole eye opening of like, oh my gosh, there are all these people that I can follow. And we like the same books and we can talk about books. And I just remember within like a couple weeks, like I had all these people that I'm like, I'm talking to them every day. Yeah. And then I like, think you were one of the first people, if not the first person that we switched to text. Yeah. And it was just like, wait, I have people that I like, I text them about books and like real life. And like now we have normal life conversations. And it's just like, yeah. this is the coolest thing ever. On top of the fact that I'm like, finding books and authors and like learning more specific tropes and like what I really like and like all these things. No. Yeah. Well, like, thank goodness you did start your account. That's what I was thinking the other day. I was like, I like have actually made genuine friends like that. Yeah. Like we talk Mm -hmm. every day about anything. And so it's just crazy. And then also like having more accessibility to authors still blows my mind. I will. I hope I never get used to it. Like I have published, I have friends who are published authors that I like text and FaceTime and voice message on a daily basis. And I'm just like, this is the coolest thing ever. Literally. It's like, (sighs) what? I always like, 
And I didn't really know, like, traditional publishing versus independent publishing before Bookstagram. Yeah, me neither. Mm-mm. But it was just, like, I always had, like, authors as kind of, like, the traditional publishing. Like, there are these, like, big-name people. And then you, like, join Bookstagram and start discovering indie authors. And it's, like, whoa. They are real-life, everyday people. It, yes. It's... Ugh. It's so cool. It's so cool. I just, we've talked about this before, but you're also just so good at sliding into DMs and just like going for it. And then I'm just still over here like, hi, I'm nervous. You're, you're an author, but I'm getting better at it. I think for me, because I've had several people tell me that, honestly, it's just sliding into their DMs yeah. like you're already their friend. Like respond, respond to their story. Yeah. Like you would your friend's story. And then you just go from there. Like, they're real-life, everyday people. Like, they're not <laughs> Santa Claus or, like, some person to me that's the first thing I can think of. Like, they're not, you know what I mean? Like, they're everyday, real-life people. Like, they have families. They have jobs that are not just writing. Like, they're normal people. Like, treat them like yeah. they're your friends. And it's not weird. That's the biggest takeaway is that just do it. It's not weird. <laughs> seriously it's so funny because I feel like I've now talked to some of those people about it and like they don't think it's weird at all well that is amazing advice so everyone listening if you're on bookstagram it has come (laughs) from the authors themselves that they like you sliding in their dms that's good to know (laughs) because you're (laughs) friends with genuinely well you're just friends with almost everyone I feel like (laughs) but No, that's a good thing. You're just genuinely like so friendly and good at keeping up conversations, but you're like genuinely good friends now with like multiple authors, which is just so cool. Like what is this world that we tumbled into on accident, accident, basically? (laughs) It's amazing. I don't even know. It's so cool. And now you're editing. I am, which is mind blowing. Officially. So freaking cool. I have my first book to officially edit. I'm so excited for you. Soon. Well, I guess I technically have two, but I have my first one that's like, I'm going to be editing it like very soon. And it's like this whole mind blowing thing. I'm so excited for you. My roommate constantly is like, your real life is happening. Your dreams are happening. And we'll just like yell all these like good things at me. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. But it's so weird because, like, as all of this happened, it was, like, I remember looking back to, like, very specific moments in my life and being, like, I wish I could just be paid to sit in a coffee shop all day and read. I've had the same thought. Absolutely. Like, that was my dream. Like, I, there was not a job that existed that I knew of to where I could just be paid to read books. And then I was, like, wait a second. (laughs) Wait a second. And now you actually are. Like, this is happening for you. And I couldn't be more excited. I just... Like the whole Bookstagram community, everyone will say it, but I'm going to say it too because they're not wrong, is genuinely like the nicest people on the internet. So supportive of everything. Like um, I posted that picture of the one of the new mugs that I'm going to be selling, um, the coffee mugs. And I think it was actually an author that like responded to my story and was like, I want one. And I was like, oh, well, it's going to be it's going to be on my site soon and everything. And I was just so excited. Actually, I got one of those messages like that while I was at work yesterday and my boss came around the corner and he's like, what is going on? Cause I was just literally sitting there smiling <laughs> to myself. Um, but she was like, do you, do you ship to Australia? And I was like, I will make that happen. I don't know how, but we'll do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Wait, it was an author. Yes. I think it was Aaron. It was Erin Thompson. Yes. I can't wait to talk to her more. And now that we're in DMs, I got to I gotta slide in there and ask her to be on the podcast. <laughs> well, she already told me yes, so. Spoiler alert to everyone listening. Erin um, Thompson will be on the podcast at some point. <laughs> but I didn't realize that her book that just came out is the second book in a series. I'm pretty sure I told you that. No, you. well, you did, but I didn't realize it till you said that. <laughs> So, because I, I'm like very good about telling people because I, I have to read books in order. I don't care if they're like standalone, interconnected. Like technically, the Love Light books are all standalone, interconnected books. Like I have to read them in order. Yeah. 
And so I'm like very good about being like, no, like, yes, you can technically read this as a standalone, but I highly recommend you actually read them in the correct order because you get more out of it and you like, you understand like why things happen the way they do. You understand more of like the character development or like side. Like if you were to do Caleb, like if you were doing mixed signals, before you read Love Light or In the Weeds, like there are things that wouldn't make sense. You 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 wouldn't get as much of the like punch whenever they have their big group hug or and like things like that just would not. Well, like I was talking to Megan Cousins. We were talking about the Bergman Brothers, and like there are things that happen in Book Five, which is the most recent one, and a lot of people have read that out of order. There are things that happen in book five that if you haven't read one through four, they don't mean as much. But if you've read one through four, like you're like, oh, like I understand why this thing is such a big deal. And I understand why this thing is such a big deal because you know all the other stories. No, that makes sense. Because I remember it was like a couple weeks ago, but I think you posted a reel or maybe it was just reposting your review of one of the Bergman brothers. And it was just one that it was like those tropes in that one, like really sounded like one, like my kind of book. And I was like, but I want to read this one. And you were like, no, (laughs) you have to read them in order. Probably the fourth one because that's my favorite book with you forever. And it does end up in a lot of reels. Um, it was probably that one. Then. But I'm a very, and I, I want to say there were like a number of people that commented. I can't remember what reel that specifically was, but there were a number of people that commented and they're like, I want to read this. And every single reply I did was like, read them in order. Like, do not start with this one. Like, yes, this is my favorite, but do not start with it. Like, please read them in order. Um, I will get to that one eventually. But yes, so Aaron Thompson, I, I'm sure you did tell me that this was the second book in the series, but I, I was just seeing a, a lot over, like all over Bookstagram. So I love the first one. Yes. So now I have to go back and to read the first one before I read the second one. That is the, one of the other coolest things about Bookstagram is getting the chance to sign up for ARCs. Like Chelsea, um, how do you pronounce her last name, by the way? Do you know? Curto. Curto? Curto? Okay. Uh, anyway, she's the author of An Unexpected Paradise, and her second book comes out next month? Next month, The Companion Project. And it is. It's so good. Okay, well, she will also be on the podcast sometime very soon, and I have never signed up for an ARC so fast before in my entire life. I even told her that. I, like, slid into her DMs, and I... Yeah, I was like, I have never clicked a link so fast before in my life than I did to sign up for the ARC for Henry. <laughs> Look, I'm just telling you guys, Jack walked so Henry can run. Henry is phenomenal. I cannot wait for everybody to read this book. Just her little snippets that she's posted. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow. Do we have anything else? I guess we kind of got a little bit off track, but. That's okay. I mean, we knew it was going to happen. Yeah, we did. We, we came in. We're like, you know what? This is going to be a little chaotic, but we're just going to go with it. Also, like, it was the first podcast. It's it totally was. Okay. It had to be a little bit all over the place. Yeah. I mean, it's me also, <laughs> like, running it. Yeah. So it's bound to get a little weird. I mean, we, for the most part, talked about Lovely. We did. And, but it was a good chat about Bookstagram, and I do feel like it was a good intro. We got... To talk about a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. yay. So, I think that wraps us up. Um, thank you very, very much for coming on my very first podcast. I, I'm getting my legs here. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're just starting out. But um, sh- sh- plug yourself here. Shamelessly plugging. Where can people find you? What are you doing? Dude, shamelessly plugging is weird. It's so weird. Um, it's so weird. What did you tell I me agree. earlier? My oh, my website and my Instagram is that what you told me? Okay, so Instagram is Kristen reads what, and then the website is Kristen's Red Pen. 
Com. Yes. So anyone in need of an editor, proofreading, beta reading, you can go to her website, check her out. And then um, literally. But also let's shout out the fact that Athena is literally the genius behind that entire website. Okay, well, thank you. I did help her make it. I am by no means an, <laughs> a website guru, but we did do it together. And it's amazing, by the way. It looks really good. And um, if you do not follow her on Instagram, you must because she has the best reels book recommendations um ever thanks bud literally i always every time you post i'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) here we go (laughs) i always love when you're like starting a new book and i'm like what are you reading send me all your thoughts (laughs) i know and then i'm the worst at doing it i'm trying to be better i'm trying but i anyways thanks for listening everybody (laughs) How do I close this out? I don't know. uh, What was the whole, your tagline earlier? Like your TBR will hate me. Oh, yes. Thank you for listening. Your TBR will very much hate me um, from this episode and in the future. So stay tuned. Uh, We're going to have an author on really soon. So. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to my very first podcast episode with Kristen. It was so fun just getting to chat with her and have her be my first guest. I hope you guys enjoyed and please stay tuned because I am just getting my feet under me right now and we just have so much fun things in store. Next Wednesday, a brand new episode is going to be dropping I was able to sit down and chat with author Chelsea Curdo. She is the author of An Unexpected Paradise that is out now. So we talk all about that as well as her next book in the series, The Companion Project, that is coming out in October. You guys do not want to miss this. It was so fun getting to talk with Chelsea about her books and just life in general. She is so sweet, such an encourager. And her book two that is releasing, I just know is going to be phenomenal. So you don't want to miss that. Um, Make sure you hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss that episode next Wednesday. I'll see y'all then. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Athens Booked Podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss any of the amazing upcoming episodes we're going to have. We will have exclusive interviews with indie authors as well as chat with bookstagrammers to bring you the very best book recommendations. You can also find me on Instagram or TikTok at Athens Booked. And you can sign up for my newsletter at www.athensbooked.com so you get all the notifications for everything that we've got coming up.